great to be here. No, no, my, highly my. Goto Kator, Itenera. Welcome to uh, this day. Welcome everyone, one and all this day. This is the day the Lord has made. Amen. Yeah. Honor and glory to our God today. Yes. Amen. Don't you just love the worship? Being the lion's roar. You feel that roar right from deep within your spirit rising up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Great to be together again. Lord Jesus, we honor you here today as the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are the king of praise, and we just thank you for coming among us today. We thank you for your Holy Spirit moving in each one of us and in the gathering. And Lord, you're here as a good shepherd, and we pray that you'd minister to each one of our hearts. Father, we pray that by your spirit, you'd guide my word for the honor and glory of your name and for the blessing of your people. Amen. Amen. Blessing. Okay. Wow, lockdown's been great, and it's great to um, come back out again, isn't it, eh? Hey, and get right. together again. Well, I've missed you all. There was a mother, and she entered her daughter's bedroom one afternoon and saw a letter on the bed. With trembling hands, she read, Dear Mum, it is with much regret and sorrow that, that I'm telling you that I've run away with my new boyfriend. I know how upset you'll be, but I'm truly happy. So please find it in your heart to be happy for me. I have found real passion with Jimmy. He is, a, he, he is so nice with all his piercings and tattoos and his big motorcycle. But that's not all, Mum, I'm pregnant. Can you believe it? Jimmy says we'll really be happy in his trailer in the forest. He wants to have more children that, and that's always been one of my dreams. I've learned that marijuana doesn't hurt anyone, so we've decided to sell it to help support ourselves and our children. Don't worry, Mum, I'm 15 years old now and I know how to take care of myself. Someday I'll, ret I'll return to you and Dad uh, so that you and Dad can get to know your grandchildren, your daughter, Jude. And then she says, P.S. Mum, it's not true, I'm over at Sarah's house. I just wanted to show you that there are worse things in life than the report card on my desk. But <laughs> sad to say, sometimes these things are true. And sometimes there is chaos all around us, isn't there? And there is tribulation. And there is turmoil. And that's just the world we live in today, isn't it? Some people want to live carefree. And they end up with much, uh, much, much to care about. They recognise after time that being carefree, they have their whole life full of care and full of worry and full of disappointment. And some people blame blame uh, blame God. See, God's not about. I want to tell you today, He's not about creating chaos in your life. No, He's not. He brings uh, light and He brings love and He brings blessing into your chaos. That's our God. Some blame God for taking. Our loved ones. Many of us have had many loved ones that have passed on to glory. And uh, But God's not into taking our loved ones. He's into receiving them. Receiving wow. them. He's standing there waiting for you and I. And He receives us today and He receives anyone who wants to come and, uh, and ask for His mercy and receive His forgiveness and receive His love. That's our God. The Creator of the universe. 
the creator of heaven and earth and all that is in it and the galaxies. Well, I just continually stand in wonder and amazement when I look at creation even. And I, I read about the how, well, I feel the sun, I see the sun coming up in all its glory and then we find it's a 1.3 million times greater in mass than the earth and it's 93 million miles away and we feel the heat here. And, and this whole planet depends on the, the life coming from it. And yet our God is the creator of the universe is so much greater. How could we ever doubt his ability? So I have great confidence in our God. That's why we're set free to praise him and worship him this morning. It's mm. good, Paul. So let's not uh, blame God for all the chaos around us when it's not his doing. And really it's just the promise of our Lord, for he did say in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the will. And so you can be an overcomer as well. That's praise right. God. It's good, Paul. Everything in this uh, natural fallen world has chaos attached to it. And if it doesn't, if it hasn't, it soon does. It doesn't take long. Take my house, for instance. 14 years ago we bought it, or 15 years ago we built it. A big house. Brand new. But now it's got de-chaos. It's decaying. The carpet is old and starting to... We've had so many people through it needs to be replaced. And I've already had to paint the outside once. And it, it's... It's, it's really a bit like this house. <laughs> Slowly we get older, don't we? And uh, the last year I've managed to lose uh, quite a bit of weight. But then I found out, because I haven't been working out and using my muscles as much, that I lost, had muscle loss as well. So, so now Ruben can almost beat me in an arm wrestling. <laughs> One day. It's our choice in, in, in life often, isn't it? How much... How much weight we lose or how much muscle we lose or what we do with our life. Right. But it's just normal in life that there's chaos. Mm. Well, this month we're talking about the lion's roar. And um, the theme of my message today, I want to call uh, Born Free. Come on. Born Free. Because you're born free. You're really created by God to be born free. And if you're born again here today, you're definitely born to walk in freedom. Amen. That's good. And I want to ask you today, are you living free? Yeah. And I'm taking this sort of thing from, I don't know, some of you are a little bit older here. Maybe older than me, of course. But uh, remember House of the Lion. Remember the movie many years ago, Born Free. Uh, an orphan lioness was, uh, as a cub, was taken and raised in... In, uh, uh, domestically, but then uh, they realized as she grew older, they had to release it out into the wild. And she heard the roar of the lions out there in, in, in Africa, and uh, Elsa had to be let go. Unfortunately, she died about four or five years later, her grave still there in Kenya. But it's a true story, uh, this story around Elsa the lions. But I just take my theme from that. Yes, you have been born free. But are you living free? Mm. Are you living free? And Elsa heard the roar of the, even though she was brought up domestically, she heard the roar of the other lions out there in the jungle. And I want to say today, do you hear the roar of the lion? You know, our King, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is here with us this morning, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he speaks with a loud voice on him and he roars. And he is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the King of praise. He is the leader of his people. And we hear his voice, don't we? What does he say? John 8 verse 36 says, Therefore if the Son sets you free, 
You shall be free indeed. Born free. Are you living in that freedom? I'm so amazed that God went through the uh, process of the incarnation that is becoming, uh, being born into this world through the virgin birth of, of Mary and growing up here and then amazingly going to the cross and laying down his life for us and, uh, and, then, and then rising again the third day and then uh, being received up into glory. What an amazing story and he did all that uh, for us to set us free. So that we might uh, experience His love and see the display of His love, but so also that we might have His love. So He sets us free, number one, from sin. Yes, Jesus came to save us, His people, from their sins. And sin is just simply selfishness. Sin is simply uh, making ourselves the source instead of God the source. That's what happened way back in the Garden of Eden. The Creator was the source of all. And... Uh, and yet man started living from their own understanding. Instead of trusting in the Lord with all their heart and leaning not to their own understanding, instead of in all their ways acknowledging Him and having their paths directed by the Creator, they decided to lean to their own understanding. And they ate of the tree that, of the forbidden fruit, which I believe in many aspects speaks about leaning and living from our mind. And all the worry and the care that comes in it. Because we're trying to work out our situation and the right. chaos of every day. And there are tribulations and trials. And I do have to provide for my family and care about my children. And some of them don't go the way you'd like them to go. Maybe they went the way we went many years ago. And yet we have to just come and release them all to the Good Lord. Because the Bible says our children shall be all yeah. by the Lord. Yeah. And so the lion uh, roars. And Jesus... You know, there's many places in the scripture. If you want to hear uh, where the lion roars, there was one time we were having a feast, and on the great, the last day of the feast, Jesus got up, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the king, our king, and he cried with a loud voice, "If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink." As the scripture says, "He that believes in me, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water." Right. I was just thirsty, that's not connected. Right. And so he wants us. When he cries with a loud voice, when the lion roars in scripture, he we're to take up, uh, we're to sit up and take stock of what he's saying. You know, there is an eternal thirst. We've been created with a thirst in each one of us right. that only our creator yeah. can fill. And so oh. the lion roars. And he wants us to be free because we're born to be free. And it's only when we come to drink of him do we experience that freedom, that life that he wants us to have. Yeah. Are you looking to find blessing in the chaos? I encourage you today to listen to the lion roar. There was another time he was telling a parable about the four different grounds about a sower sowing seed. And he said, said this with a loud voice, if you've got ears to hear, let them hear. It's good that we come to the Word and we listen. There was another time he was on the cross and he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And, the, it's, and he cried with a loud voice. And it's good that we listen to that because there's something, there was something, the reason was something to do with you. And it was something to do with me. That's why he was forsaken by God. There was another time on the cross and he said, It is finished. Yeah. Wow, we love that. I think we even sang about it today. And the grave couldn't hold him and he rose yeah. again. Come on. And, and the work of, of your salvation is complete. Yeah. 
and the work of your redemption, the price of your redemption has been paid for in drops of his own life's blood, his very life, eternal life that our Savior lives. He bled out for us. Are you thirsting for God? Because the psalmist says in Psalm uh, 63 verse 1, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Maybe you've tried the broken cisterns or the water wells of the world and uh, they haven't satisfied your heart. But you need to come back to your Creator and to the source of life and light and the source of love. And you need to draw deeply from the wells of salvation and have your thirst quenched and satisfied mm. by our Savior. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's great to be thirsty. And yep. God, as I said, has put in us a thirst for something eternal. But we thirst not only for physical drink. And our real thirst is not satisfied with entertainment, internet, sports, news, or anything that feeds our soul. Our thirst is quenched when we drink of Jesus. Yeah, he on. is the water, living water. Yeah. He is the living bread. It's not what we can do, it's what He's done. It's not what we are, it's what He is. Yeah. And the Word of God says, as He is, so are we in this yeah. world. Yeah. As we draw our strength and our sustenance from Him. Yes, you are born to live free. Are you living free? Born free. Born to live free. Free from sin, number one. But the second one, free from guilt. I wonder if there's any here today that feel guilty. You know, this is one of the things that Satan really loves to play with. Our complex, our guilt complex and stuff like that. He loves to point the finger. In fact, the Bible tells us that he is the accuser of the brothers and sisters in Christ, the accuser of the brethren. And he comes along and he'll just play with your mind and he'll play with your feelings if that's where you're living from. But that's not the source of life. God wants you to be free. The Lord, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, he wants you to be free from guilt. And 1 Peter verse, uh, chapter 5, verse nine, 8 and 9 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Come on. Your enemy, the devil, yeah. prowls around like. And he's not, but he's like. like. He's like imitating, trying to be, want to be. Like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. In fact, he has no authority. Jesus said, All authority is given to me in heaven. Mm -hmm. Come on. The lion of the tribe of Judah has all authority. He's the enemy underfoot, and we rebuke him. In Jesus' name. Resist them. Stand firm in the faith. Because you know that the, that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering and challenges. And they're walking through the same chaos. But in victory, glory to God. Come on. Because the victory is the Lord's and He said it is finished. Yes. You know, we're coming out of our uh, lockdown restrictions. But the Lord uh, wants you, like when He raised Lazarus from the dead, and He came out of the tomb, and uh, He came bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and then Jesus told uh, the disciples to loose Him and to let Him go. And that's what the Lord wants. He wants the uh, grave clothes of restrict the restriction of guilt loosed off your life. Yes. He wants to set you free this morning from guilt. Yes, what is it that fucking you know? You know what you do. God knows all things about you. Is that going to change his mind towards you? No. 
He loves you. He cares for you. Look to the cross. Meet your Savior there with his arms outstretched wide and his blood flowing from his open side. His heart is for you. He says, I'll stand in the gap. So I will take you yeah. I will give yeah. you right. my own life's blood. He loves you and he wants you to walk free from guilt. Sometimes we try and get God's approval or one another's approval or the communities or our peers, their approval. It doesn't matter whether Ruth approves of me, although maybe it does, or my children approve of me, or you approve of me, or am I preaching? What it matters is it does my father approve of me. What does he think of me? That's where my confidence comes from. And he has made me accepted in his beloved son. And he's adopted me into his father. And he loves me with a steadfast, everlasting love. So I don't need to try and get his approval. I have it. He loves me. It has a source in his heart. My father loves me. Just listen to the lion's roar. If you're thirsty, he says, just come to me. I will fill every void in you. I will set you free from sin. I will set you free from guilt. And thirdly, yes, you're born free to live free. But what about being free from you? Free from yourself. Self can be such a huge limitation. You're not really free until you're free from you. From making yourself the source. Galatians 5 verse 1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So often we allow ourselves to be burdened and with trying instead of trusting. Trying to find approval with God and also with man. (coughs) And that's really making oneself the source. Mm. And you've just got to let self go. Paul said in Galatians uh, 2 verse 20, I am crucified or put to death with Christ. When you meet Jesus at the Mm. cross and see how much he loves you, see also that it was your hands and feet that needed to be nailed there but for God's grace. And you need to let go of your own self. Paul said, I've been crucified and put to death with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not I who live, it's Christ that lives in me. Yeah, there on. comes a time when we have to lay down our own self life. And Jesus said, the prince of this world, which is Satan, he comes, he comes trying to be a lion, trying to make out he's something he's not. And he said, he has nothing in me. There's nothing of self. I'm only here to do the will of my Father. And I want to encourage you that you are born free to live free, not only from sin, not only from guilt, but also so to live free from yourself. Do not make yourself the source of everything. Your feelings, your thoughts, they might be very real, but that is not the source. If that is where you're living, depression and guilt and bondage will come and rob your freedom that you've been given. Even if you've been born again, but you don't understand what it is to walk in the Spirit, you can go back into bondage and not live and walk free. Hear the roar of the lion today. The enemy of our soul, Satan, can only work with what you give him. So don't give him anything like Jesus said. The prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. Lay it down. That's what we did when we got baptized. 
It was really a prophetic act, and some of us understood it, some of us didn't. But we laid down and buried the old self-life so that we could come out and walk in newness of life, of eternal life, which is the life of Christ, and draw our source and our strength from Him. And Paul said, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, I think it was Paul, uh, then shall we appear with Him in glory. Because now He's our life. Is He your life? Are you living free with that eternal life that flows from the Savior? So stay in communion with God and, and let the Lord himself be your source. Listen to the lion's roar. You're born free to live free. Free from sin, free from guilt, free from suffering. Yeah? You know the psalmist, and it's wonderful news to use the gospel and all that Christ has done and going to the cross in order that we might drink of him. It's a wonderful story, this message of the gospel. God's grace and his love towards us. Psalm 116 verse 12, the psalmist says, What shall I return to the Lord for his goodness for me? To me. For his goodness to me. What? What can I bring to the Lord? Yes, we can bring a song of praise. And I hope you were jumping up and down and praising the Lord with all your might and all your strength today. Maybe some were jumping. You don't always have to jump to praise him. That's all right. I don't want to put that trip on you. I'll just correct that. <laughs> but the psalmist says, What can I give to the Lord? You know what he said? This is what I can give to the Lord. I will take or I will lift up the cup of salvation. Cheers. Cheers. I'll lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. That's not satisfying. If you thirst, come to me and drink, he said. With a loud voice, the lion roared. If you're thirsty, wow, you did all that for me. What can I do? All you do is just take the cup of salvation, lift it up. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Let me drink. Let me drink of you. Let me draw water from the wells of salvation. You are the living water. You are the bread of life. Genesis 50. Remember the story of Joseph? The last scripture here. Oh, I think it is. Joseph, remember that? And he was reunited with his brothers. Joseph is a wonderful picture, this whole story of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And uh, this is just when the account of when he was reunited with his brothers down in Egypt. And God had overruled that Joseph was sold as a slave in Egypt. This is 20 years after his own brothers had sold him down there. And then he'd been in prison for 14 years and suddenly he was taken out of prison, prison by a miracle of God and he became the prime minister of Egypt. And so he was there for the salvation of his whole family. And Joseph here, a wonderful type of the Lord, and he's with his brethren, being reunited with them here, the ones who sold him. And Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in the for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. You know, many people meant evil against the Lord. They nailed him to the cross, they crucified him. But God allowed it, and he, he said, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down of myself. He said, this commandment have I received of my Father. And so I see here when I read this, last night I was reading it and I was thinking, this is a wonderful picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I heard his voice speaking to me, now hear this, verse 21. Now then, this is Jesus speaking to you through Joseph, through the story. Just hear the voice of the lion as I read this. Now then, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. There's some parents here today. There's some grandparents here today. 
He wants you to know, don't be afraid. We're living in a world of chaos. We're living in a world of turmoil. Glory to God. But I want you to know, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And this is what the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, wants to say to you this morning as he has come among us, as he stands here in our midst, because he promised to be here present with us. And he says, I will provide for you and for your little ones. Hear the roar of the lion. He's speaking. He calls out. If you thirst, come to him. You know, sometimes there's chaos. Sometimes there's a road accident. You know, I've done first aid. I know probably many people here have done first aid. You know, the A, B, C, and then D on first aid. Yeah? Airways. First thing to check in a road accident, the airway. Is someone breathing is the second thing? Is the airway clear? Is their tongue being swallowed? Are they breathing? What about their circulation? Have you got a pulse? And if they haven't got a pulse, you need a defibrillator. Go and send someone for a defibrillator to shock them back into action. Well, we've got the ABCs of the, and D of the gospel here today. And I just want to think the A, when it comes to someone that has made shipwreck of their life, when you come to meet with Jesus, the A is admit our sins. Admit that you have been living from yourself. Not that you are a real bad sinner or a murderer, or you might be, you might not be, or a rapist or, or a thief. But it's just simply that you have made yourself the center instead of God. So A is admit your sins. B is believe then. Believe that Jesus is our Redeemer. That He died on the cross for you. And if there was no one else in the world, He still would have done it. And if everyone else had not sinned, but you were the only sinner or the self, one who lived for himself, Jesus would have died for you anyway. Believe that He died for you. See, confess God as your sovereign Lord. See, airways, sometimes there's something in our restricting the air. That can be sin. That can be sin. But believing in Jesus will clear that out. And it will cause us to be able to breathe His life in And then confess God as your sovereign Lord. And you've got His eternal life in you. And then you become... I put the deep devotion. You become a devoted follower or a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ and follow Him. But even then, sometimes there's a crisis. And sometimes we wander off or we get our eyes off the Lord and we might need a defibrillator. We might need to just come back and have our heart dropped back into action again. And the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is here to connect with you and roar into your heart and your life today. If you're thirsty, Come back to me and drink. As the Bible says, he that believes in me, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So I encourage you to drink from the Lord.